Gators Breakdown, the Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Big recruiting weekend this past weekend, gearing up for the early signing period next week. And I'll be joined by Bill King from the Bill King Show to talk all things Gators and uh, Peach Bowl matchup versus Michigan. And no one knows college football uh, like Bill King. And as I said, I will be diving into the uh, big recruiting weekend this past weekend before we get joined uh, by Bill King. Remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. There you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes as well as articles from the News for Jack sports team. Also listen on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify. And when using those services, please share, rate, and review the show. And on social media, follow Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook, at Gators Breakdown. And what a busy weekend for visits at Florida. And you know, let's start with the most obvious storyline, the Lakeland duo of Lloyd Summerall and Keon Zipperer. Uh, eventful weekend for those guys playing in state championship and uh, down in Orlando, and then visits in Gainesville over the weekend, and also eventful in the message board, message board uh, world and social media as word was getting out that the pair uh, were leaning towards signing with Miami and some more ridiculous rumors out there as well. And guys, you know, I, I don't really deal in rumors here and uh, you guys know that. And But look, can't ignore how much buzz this generated uh, out there on social media and message boards and all that stuff. You know, th this is the world of recruiting right now. And as we get close to signing day, there are going to be uh, a lot of trolling and smoke signals thrown out there. People out there trying to create suspense uh, for, for signings. And you know, am I saying these guys uh, are going to be Gators? Honestly, uh, I don't know. And that was before this weekend. I, I didn't know if they were going to be Gators this weekend. Uh, there, uh, even before this weekend and all that stuff came out, I'll admit, you know, things look good for Florida with these two. Uh, are they are they even a package deal? You know that's coming out now. Uh, we don't we don't don't really know. I think most think that, but I, I'm not so sure. And Zipper is tough to to get a read on right now. I think Summerall wants. If I had to pick one who wants to be a Gator more than the other, I'd probably lean Summerall right now. Uh, but if Zipper wants to go elsewhere, you know how much does that play into Summerall's decision? Uh, they're both visiting Miami this coming up weekend, so we'll hear a whole lot more Miami buzz coming up in the next few days, next weekend. And uh, look, this is gonna be one coming down to the wire uh, with early signing period next, uh, uh, you know, next, uh, next week on, on Wednesday. Um, they're gonna make their decisions then. Uh, it will be a, like I said, down to the wire battle between Florida and Miami. We'll hear good things both ways, I think, for both schools. And hey, look, if, if I had to pick, if you're gonna ask me to pick now, I'd say both will be Gators in the end. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, uh, this one was tough to read even before this past weekend, even before all the Miami rumors come out. Uh, and things were looking good for Florida, and I still think that. Uh, but this one, it, it will be one to watch there. So good news uh, is that Tyron Hopper, linebacker out of Georgia, shut down his recruitment on the trip. You know, there was some South Carolina chatter uh, the last week or so after he visited them, but all is good here. He says he's shutting it down, and he's a Gator, and was helping recruit the uncommitted prospects on, that were on campus uh, this week, as, this past weekend as well. Uh, you know, and this story pretty much goes also for Jaden Hill, the cornerback there. Uh, also, he let it be known that he saw it to Florida. Uh, tweets out there talking about he, you know, pictures with the, the Florida coaching staff, talking about his future coaching staff and him shunning South Carolina in the process as well. Uh, and look, South Carolina was also in the running uh, for corner, California cornerback Chris Still. 
Uh, but there's you know, not much there from the South Carolina side. I still say watch out for the USC Trojans here. Uh, we all know he decommitted from there, and it looks really good for Florida right now. And I'd pick the Gators right now, but mom and dad want him close to home. And that will, that will be hanging out there until he signs early and then makes his commitment public on January 5th uh, at an All-Star game. So that's the one to keep an eye on now. Florida does look good. But when, when, look, when, when the parents want you close to home, sometimes when, when it comes down to it, that last, right before you sign, that last night you sleep on it, parents could win out there. So you know, we'll see how, how that goes. Uh, but we know they like the Florida staff as well. They know he'll be in good hands uh, far away from home. But uh, they had that West Coast push earlier in the spring for the Gators, and it may pay off here for, for Steele when it's all said and done. Uh, after the season USC has. So we'll see the hires that they make, see if that impresses the family, see if that impresses still. Uh, but when it's all said and done, I think he'll be a Gator. And I also think Florida made a good impression for a uh, former LSU commit cornerback, uh, Marcus Banks. But it's going to be tough to pull him in. Texas A&M is in good shape. I think he really wants to go to Bama, but they may not have room there. You know, you always want elite corners. And Florida's in good shape with Steel. Hopefully, Kyrie Elam. Uh, speaking of Elam, he's come off uh, of a Miami visit, and that visit went really well for the Hurricanes. I uh, have thrown him into the mix with the Gators in Georgia here. Elam has plenty of connections to Miami with, with players and staff, and, and Miami knocked that visit out of the park with Elam this past weekend. So it's hard to get a read on where Elam wants to go, and he keeps everything close to the vest. You know, this is another one that will come down uh, to the wire in, in February. But if you look at Banks, Steele, Elam, uh, Stevenson as, as well that's out there as the cornerbacks that, that far to looking at, you know, and uh, really look good for Steele and Elam uh, when, when it's all said and done. But uh, I think Banks... Uh, while a good visit, uh, I don't think he'll end up a Gator in the end. And look, and it was good to have commits that, that were on campus for this big visit weekend to talk to all these uncommitted prospects. Quarterback Jalen Jones was on campus, Josiah Pierre, linebacker there, Hopper, Diabate, DeJuan Black, and more uh, on campus recruiting this past weekend for the Gators. They were after the uncommitted prospects on campus and, and mentioned they feel good where Florida stands with the likes of Summerall, Zipperer. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Marcus Banks, but when it's all said and done, you know, <laughs> Florida won't be getting all those guys, but hey, these guys were on campus helping get these guys, helping them see what Florida can bring to the table, why they committed there, the good things they see coming up uh, with this class, trying to make a big class, make, make Dan Mullen's uh, bump class, you know, one to remember here. And I do think, you know, if there could be a surprise in the class, I think it would be Tyreek Stevenson. It's going to be very tough to pull him away from Georgia and Miami. Previously committed to Florida and a versatile piece in this defensive backfield. I'm not saying he'll end up a Gator. <laughs> Let me clearly say that. You know, just saying if there's going to be a surprise, you know, and that's, that's one reason I'm, I'm labeling it surprise. I don't think there'll be Gators, but if it could be, be uh, Stevenson when it's all said and done. I don't see five-star Kayvon Thibodeau committing to the Gators. It was good to get him on campus, uh, but Oregon looks to be in the lead here. I have a Bama behind them. So when it's all said and done, like I said, uh, I, I, I'm labeling it a surprise. I don't think it'll happen, but if there is one guy out there, be on the lookout for Stevenson there. So later this week, I'll have Blake Alderman on from Swap 24-7 to go even further into the world of recruiting for the Gators and, and look ahead to this week's visits, the final visit weekend before early signing period. And uh, we'll look, take a look at the early signing period too with Blake and maybe kind of see who he feels really good about the Gators getting as far as his uncommitted prospects going dive into the whole Lakeland situation again and see uh, where Blake st stands with uh, Zipper and Summerall before they take uh, their trips to Miami. That's the big storyline, those two, those two guys going into the early signing period. 
as uh, you know the big fish, Kyrie Elam, won't be committing till uh, February. So I think look, be on the lookout for a lot of you know these uh, Lakeland boys uh, talk out there and, and seeing uh, where they go. So Blake Alderman will join me later in the week to dive into the world of recruiting. Joining me now is Bill King from the Bill King Show, where he talks everything college football, based up in Nashville, Tennessee, on WNSR. If you want all college football talk all the time, then the Bill King Show is for you. Bill, thanks for joining me here on Gators Breakdown to talk some Gators. Absolutely. Thank you. And here we go. You know, For those of you not familiar, I'm on Bill's show every Tuesday morning, and uh, you can check it out on the WNSR app. If you're not up in Nashville, and if you're up in Nashville, of course, just tune in to WNSR. And, Bill, let's, uh, let's start broad a little bit about these Gators. Went 9-3 nine, nine on the year, beating rivals Tennessee, LSU, and FSU along the way. Uh, pretty pretty successful season, you know, and most Gator fans were happy. Uh, how would you see it from, from your point of view? If the football gods would have stopped me in July, let's say, and said, I'll let you speak for Gators. I've got to give you this power. We'll give you nine and three or you can take your chances. I'd have taken nine and three. I'd have been elated. And not only am I very satisfied with year one on the moment, but visually I need to see some things. And as you and I have talked, I needed to see reestablished toughness. And I got that too. Now, is the future going to depend on recruiting? Absolutely, because they're not there as a roster when it comes to taking the next step. If they get that done, I've got no doubt Mullen can get them back. Yeah, you mentioned, I said, you know, along the way, I said beat rivals Tennessee, LSU, FSU along the way, but of course did lose to Georgia. Bill, how do you see the, the, that matchup coming in years to come? You kind of mentioned recruiting, and we know Georgia's killing it on the trail right now. Uh, is the... Is the is the gap as as large as as large as we see it, as, or is, can can Mullins coaching uh, eventually catch, catch up to him? Uh, and but hey, look, I'm, I'm a stars matter guy, and you are too. You know the stars matter. But you know, how far can Mullins coaching take these Gators when you compare them to Georgia? Well, right now there's there's a decent gap between the two, and Georgia just got five star play Webb right out from under Alabama in Oxford, Alabama today, a five star stud center. So they're not slowing down any. So there, there's your gap. And I think it's doable for Florida. I think Mullen can coach him up and get a little bit more out of whatever roster he has year to year. But ultimately, if they're going to get back to Spurrier Elite or Urban Meyer 06, 08, 09 Elite, it's going to have to be top five type classes. And going to have to be more sex appeal at different positions, et cetera. They're not there yet. They're starting to load up at quarterback, or they have, and so we're going to have good competition this spring. That ought to make that position better. That's a big deal. Even though Franks was, was more serviceable this year than certainly in the past. But that's what it's going to come down to, and I think they're about two classes at least behind. This is not a one-year, we just inherited Ron Zook's material we're about to do it in 06. Just a little further away than that. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, the, 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 Ron Zook's recruiting and Jim McElwain's recruiting can't even be compared. <laughs> All right, Bill. And you and I have talked, discussed it on your, on your show a good bit, but Florida, in just, in, in just Dan Mullen's first year, 
you could on, you could honestly say is the best among the big three in Florida. You look at FSU and Miami, and I know you've been headstrong on your on your feelings about FSU and, and the leadership under Willie Taggart. You know, right now when you look at it, Dan Mullen has come in here in year one, and you look at the big three: Florida, Florida State, and Miami. And Florida's at the top, clear, clearly at the top right now. Correct. I don't even think that's debatable. I think everybody's resigned to that fact. They're better coached. They're better led. And I think the future's better. The other two are shaky at best, in my opinion. And the other two could be somewhat sort of a coaching change in the next couple of years. You never know. Certainly no speculation there about Florida. Florida's on fantastic foundation. They really are. It's just going to be going out and getting the personnel. And I love the style. I love the physicality. They're tough again. And other than a hiccup here or there, they have looked good this year. I know early on there were some moments where doubt creeped in. The Kentucky game, because people really didn't know how to measure Kentucky. This turned out to be Kentucky's best record since 1984, when they went 9-3 and Jerry Claiborne was the coach. So that turned out to be, although the Gator fans aren't going to want to, take the loss and say, I'm okay with it, it turned out to be a much better loss than we would have been able to calculate in the moment. Absolutely there. Bill King from The Bill King Show up in Nashville, Tennessee on WNSR. Joining me here on Gators Breakdown, Bill, when it's uh, all said and done, 9-3 and three for the Gators in matchup versus Michigan up in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl there. How do you see this matchup going for the Gators and Michigan coming off that disappointing loss to Ohio State? When we get to bowl season, we play even more psychological games than we do regular season, usually because we're trying to figure out who's got what motivation. Now, if I'm floored, I'm totally motivated. I'm, man, you can get me to 10 wins in the first year after what we just went through a year ago, and we're building for the future. It's time to get young guys reps in practice. Michigan, they were a rare favorite in the Ohio State game to represent the division, go ahead and beat Northwestern again, and then be in the playoffs. And that all got taken away when they got routed in the second half of that game. So I'm not sure where Michigan is motivation-wise. I'm pretty sure I know where Florida is. I like Florida's chances in this ball game. I really do. And Bill, uh, a storyline, a recent storyline Gator fans are all too familiar with, Urban Meyer in that situation back at Florida when he called it quits and the, the, the kind of drama that went on there and now uh, with Ohio State and, and drama again. And if you go back to what was it, August and all the uh, all the stuff that come out about uh, Zach Smith and the domestic violence and how much Urban knew and ends up you know just a week ago retiring. Uh, you know what what is ultimately Urban Meyer's legacy in, in, in your mind? Well, he's 82-9 up there, went 12-0 his first year, won a natty, competed for it. I think I think it depends on who you ask. Ohio State's legacy, when they talk about it, the Big Ten, they, they brag on him. He's one of the great coaches of all time. Now, those who are not pro-Urban Meyer, and he's made a lot of enemies, as we know, they're going to spin it with the off-the-field stuff. So it depends on who you ask, but if it's, if it's strictly an on-the-field calculation, he's one of the best ever. Certainly one of the best of his era and one of the best ever. Well, what he does everywhere he goes is win huge. That's that's a rarity. That That's very difficult. And uh, he turns out a lot of pros. 
He's innovative offensively. So I think his legacy is actually going to be better than some people in the South think. Yeah, I think you, you have to you have to give him his kudos for what he did at Florida. I know he left in a, in a bad situation, but uh, I don't think Gator fans will go back in time and, and take away those two crystal balls they were holding up at the end of those 06 and 08 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to pitch those back. Exactly. Uh, here we go. A couple more thoughts here from Bill King before we let him go. And uh, Bill, being based in Nashville, you got a lot of Tennessee talk. Uh, what's the latest on the uh, offensive coordinator hire and what Jeremy Pruitt's doing there at Tennessee? No, no clue. Um, it's kind of funny. And out East Tennessee, where Knoxville is a good three hours from me, Middle Tennessee is kind of in, in between the diagonal between East Tennessee and Memphis. But up in East Tennessee, it's kind of funny because here in Nashville. It's either my show where we talk college football in general nationwide, you know, topics every day, or they're talking about the Titans on the other station here. So Tennessee football and that search isn't a daily obsession. And the basketball team just beat Gonzaga, the number one ranked team. So they're kind of all jumping in that direction, too. But it is kind of funny. A name will be floated like you freeze. Everybody will get excited about it, and then it goes silent. And then everybody starts fighting each other because they want to know why it went silent. And then they want to know who blew the hire. Is Jeremy not equipped? Not, not, not smart enough to go to Hugh Freeze? Did Fulmer stop it? Did Freeze end up deciding not to want to come? And then you see where he took the list. And then Dave, the vicious cycle starts over with the next name. And that, that's where we are right now. Kendall Bryle, that one got all exciting and Maybe something's going on with this Liz kid who, look at what he just did at Houston. And then everybody notices the silence, and then there's more silence, and then everybody starts fighting again. That's the cycle we're in. I do not know. It's, it's so bad nowadays that fans randomly are starting up these rogue Twitter handles that look like a reputable journalist, and then they're reporting. Like this morning, the latest was, the Yursich guy. And yeah, that one got uh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And and it was some guy that started up. There was a Jimmy Hines one uh, about two weeks ago. Same thing. And and now they're just doing that. They're so crazed over this thing. They're thinking of ways to to jolt Twitter because it's keeping them entertained until somebody actually asks them real news. So my answer in a bloviating way to you is who the hell knows? <laughs> All right. Then, uh... <laughs> Bill, college football, college football playoff come up. Uh, again, neat question uh, on your show. You, you're going with the favorites, Bama and, and, and Clemson here. But how, how many points do you think Bama needs to beat Oklahoma? Oh, I think once they get into the 20s, they're okay. I think somebody tweeted me over the weekend, said 52-24. I'm going to steal that. I think that's about the right score. Oklahoma's going to get their, their yards and, and – a few points, but their defense is awful. Alabama literally, I think, could take any part of their play call sheet, however many calls that is, thousands, whatever it is, call any play they wanted and win that game. I just don't think it's close. I'd be shocked if that game's close. And I voted for Kyler Murray the one slot. I mean, I love the kid, but he's not going to be saved in this one. He'll get his numbers. He'll look good. He'll run around and, and get, get us all – wowing about his abilities, but it won't be enough, and their defense is awful. And I think Clemson uh, and Notre Dame can be a good game, provided Notre Dame's offensive line can at least 
get occasional stalemates. If they can, Notre Dame can stay in that game. If not, it won't be close. Now, Bill, before we let you go here, your early signing period is coming up. And, Bill, you, you were at the forefront of, of bringing recruiting talk to the masses. You know, take our listeners back a little bit of, of, uh, of how you got the, the, the recruiting world started out there on the, on the airwaves. When I got started, I was never planning on getting in radio. It was never a thought. My degree was in chemistry. But long story short, as I was sitting out waiting to hopefully go to medical school, all the older guys would have on talk radio. And this is mid-'80s. I just graduated from college. And I remember they started a sports talk show in the afternoon. And I thought, that's interesting. But it was bad. Even though I had no ability to judge good or bad, it sounded bad to me. So I actually went over there on a lark and asked for an internship. So long story short, as I was trying to get on the air, because they would just let me, you know, go get coffee for the main guy or something, I knew, because I'd always been a recruiting guy, nobody else was that I knew. And I don't even know why I was attracted to that, but I was. And I'd always researched players dating back to the late 70s, early 80s, just in my spare time. For what reason, again, I can't tell you. I just enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. So I thought, this on the air is going to be good. If I can finally get there, I can bring this on the airways. When I finally get on the air, I start doing this, and, of course, I get backlash big time. Program director, uh, other people at the station, man, you can't talk about that stuff. That stuff is irrelevant. Nobody likes it. It's not even accurate. It doesn't matter either. That, that, that stuff, I mean, coaches hate it too. So I was just dumb enough to not listen to everybody. Because I knew they were wrong. I, I was, it was me against the world. Told every day how this was dumb, it had no future, and you better stop talking about it. And I didn't. So long story short, about a year into that, and we didn't do recruiting only every day, but we covered it a lot. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of people listening from everywhere. Because our signal went to 26, 28 states. We were on in the evening, too, which was better. So that's how it got started. Awesome story there. And, uh, Bill, for everybody who listens and uh, can get up to Nashville, tell them, tell them about the commitments deal you got going on. Yeah, anybody who wants to come can come. We are doing our first-ever recruiting show at the Omni, but we're inviting all the fans to be there. And it's in bar lines in the Omni. If you get to the Omni, and you're invited. You don't need the tickets. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything to get in. If you need a room, we've got your special rates here. But it'll be on December 19th, which is the first day of the 72-hour signing period. And we're going to do the show Central Time, 6 until 11 Eastern Time, 7 until 12. We'll feed you breakfast. Uh, the bar will be open. That park is a free, but uh, we'll feed you breakfast. And if you need a valet uh, ticket to uh, verify your parking and you want to get out of there without getting charged, we can take care of that for you, too. Bill, I can't uh... – I can't think enough to commitments. I think that might be the best name ever for that for that for that type of event. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are I know I know this year you probably can't come, but you're invited any year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'll try to plan ahead next year and uh, the signing day's a busy day, but uh I definitely wanna get up there and, and mingle with all the Gator fans that listen to your show and everybody's a nor uh you know, a normal guest on your show as well. So uh definitely gotta get up there and, and, and meet you in person too, Bill. I appreciate you, Dave, very much, man. Proud of what you've done. 
Thank you much, Bill. Thank you. And like I said, Gator fans, Gator Breakdown listeners, of course, you can catch me every Tuesday morning on the Bill King Show and listen to Bill King every morning uh, if you want college football talk uh, almost every day uh, that Bill King is on. You'll get the best college football talk out there. Bill King, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Bill King. You will not find better college football talk out there. I mean, he knows the stuff, covered it for a long time, knows the history of the game, knows what's going on, current events right now in the world of college football, and give, be sure to give him a check out. When, especially with this offseason, everything coming up, you won't get a whole lot of college football talk. Bill King does it every day, and you can catch it right there on WNSR. And like I said, me every Tuesday morning uh, on the Bill King Show. So everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. As I mentioned earlier, we will have Blake Alderman on from Swamp 24-7 to give us a look back, give us some insight on recruiting and of course early signing period coming up next week uh, Blake will give his thoughts uh, going into to that big event next week where uh, Gators will get the first part of their 2019 class. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.